Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host. Whoa, what? I was just saying Japanese sequential art. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king, Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. You all know him. You love him. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What's good, everybody listening? Hey, hey. Also joining us is the interrupting Edgelord Big News, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey, yeah, we're back, baby. Uh, brand new week, brand new chapters. Very excited to get into this week. We got a lot to go through, so let's not waste any time. Uh, let's get into plugs real fast. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Check out my other podcast, The Shweekly. Um, it is currently not putting out new episodes quite yet because we're working on the second season. But um, until then, uh, check out. We we got ten episodes up that make up the first season, so you know, check it out. And uh, yeah, that's it for me, Josh. What do you? Where where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at jdcole underscore 37 and on, on X at New Jump City Josh. Oh, yeah, Brian. You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to get X. streaming, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Hey, Yeah, you can follow the show itself also at New Jump City on X and X. Instagram. You guys are so cringe. <laughs> it's not me. So yeah. Well, you're trying too hard, Brian. Yeah. And Instagram. Um, check us out on that. Or you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. That would be super cool to get some feedback from you guys, whether it's through the email or whether you comment on the YouTube videos that we put out every week. Still put up the full episodes on YouTube if you prefer listening to the podcasts on there. Um, check us out hit us a comment like share subscribe to the podcast on that uh also subscribe to us on itunes spotify google podcasts you know wherever you listen to podcasts uh it's probably the optimal way to listen to us right now since we are pretty much audio only at the moment but uh hopefully we'll be back on video very soon uh i think that's it i think that's it our plugs uh let's not waste any more time let's get into the show one Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1093, Luffy versus Kizaru. Um, last we left off, uh, Kizaru has descended upon the island and has started fighting against Luffy one-on-one, mano-a-mano. Uh, he, it, it's, it's pretty tough to fight against him as... The cover page. Huh? The cover page. Oh, I mean, it's not like a story cover page, but yeah. I mean, there's a cover. It's super epic and important. I don't know about that. Maybe not important. Not but... not epic either. It's just a picture. No. It's just a reader request. Since Josh wants to bring it up, it's a reader request where 
uh, there's these little lemurs stealing Tarsier brothers, huh? The Tarsier brothers, the yeah, the Tarsier brothers stealing Kobe and Helmeppo's eyewear. It's cute. I never understood what Helmeppo always wore. What is that? It's like a visor. Yeah, like a Cyclops visor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Pretty sure. Well, now I want it. (laughs) Yeah, with the lens going all the way around his head. Yeah. (laughs) Now I want that. Um, all right, so Luffy uh, is now uh, fighting Kizaru. Uh, he manages to shake Luffy for a second and make it inside the Labo phase itself where he was about to uh, finish off Vegapunk, but Luffy went gear five and now is physically holding Kizaru. Um, and we open the chapter with Luffy lifting him up out of the building, looking like a giant, and then he just swings his arm a whole bunch as Kizaru is just calm. He's just like, now, now, let's not get carried away as Luffy <laughs> like throws his ass. Slings that nigga. <laughs> yeah, super duper far away. And uh, Luffy's just laughing in the air like, ha look at him fly. Um, you know, at this point, uh, everybody's like now like, oh, shit, we got to run now. Now that Luffy's holding off Kizaru. Um uh, so Atlas heads off to take control of the pacifistas so that um, other, so that they won't be like targeted by them uh, the second they go down. Um, Vegapunk, the main Vegapunk body goes with Atlas and um, he calls over to Frankie telling him that Bonnie is down below in the Fabrio phase. Um, so, you know. They're going to go help. Sanji also volunteers his services to go help Bonnie uh, because she's a woman and Luffy and Sanji rescues women because he is Prince. Um, Jinbei is heading towards the near exit with all of Vegapunk's luggage, so to speak. Um, we cut down to the Fabrio phase. <laughs> Wait, what? All of the kids. Oh, yeah. We cut to the Fabrio phase where... Bonnie seems to be working her magic and aging um, the Navy soldiers down below using her abilities. Um, And we see that um, Sentomaru has been burned to a crisp. And we learned that after being zapped by the laser shield, uh, Bonnie was actually saved by um, saved by Sentomaru. So, you know, She's safe down there. She doesn't know what to do, though, because she's still surrounded by enemies. Um, Meanwhile, back at the Labo phase, Luffy looks over to Zoro, who is currently fighting Luchi, and asks if he needs help. And um, Zoro's like, nah, just focus on Kizaru, man. And uh, Zoro is fighting against Luchi, it seems, uh, holding his own. Um, he he, He is already in his King of Hell mode, where he's got the hockey around his swords. Uh, and and he's telling him is like if this is the best you can do i wouldn't i wouldn't expect getting a fight a shot to fight the captain and uh luchi's like all right i mean maybe not but you know what it'll be worth it to just kill the number 2 of a yonko crew mm. which you know True. makes sense um and he's distracting him from fighting against kizaru yeah who, who might actually struggle against someone like zoro it's so crazy how zoro and luffy complement each other yeah my bad matchup wise. No, it's true. 
Um, yeah, because, because of his weaknesses. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kizaru is just flying down towards the ocean as he notices himself. It seems he's like, hmm, seem to be falling towards the ocean. And then he readjusts his flight and starts flying again. He basically teleports over back to the Labo phase using his uh, Yakani, Yas- Yasakani sacred jewel. And he clones himself on top of that. So there's like a bunch of light clones heading towards Luffy. All of them have like their uh, sword, their lightsaber sword that Kizaru does. Um, nice. Yeah, pretty sick. Um, and Luffy uses his Dawn stamp to like get rid of all of them in one go. But none of them are the real Kizaru. And it turns out he is down at the Labo phase. Already got Usopp in his clutches. Um, Luffy's eyes bug out from above. It's like, whoa, you tricked me. And Kizaru is too late himself because uh, Vegapunk is already gone. Um, Sanji is desperately holding on to the Vega Tank Tank 8 that he is escaping in. Um, Vegapunk is zooming towards Bonnie. um, And Luffy's like, Apple Man, don't go into the open or he'll kill you. And Luffy saves Vegapunk from a light beam by eating it alive. And it seems to be burning Luffy from the inside, which is pretty insane. Um, Frankie also holds on to the Vega Tank 8 and is going on with Sanji and Atlas and Vegapunk to save Bonnie. Meanwhile, uh, Frankie tells Lilith that she can use the the General Frankie to carry the ship. Uh, And we cut over to the coast of Egghead where um, the Vega Tank, Tank 8 makes it through the laser barrier to finally give the pacifistas the order to wipe out all Navy soldiers on the island, much to the chagrin of uh, J. Saturn Garcia. Uh, or is it J. Garcia Saturn? I don't know. Whichever J. Garcia one. Saturn. Okay, J. Garcia Saturn. And uh, that's where the chapter ends. Actually, a short chapter, 16 pages uh, for One Piece this week, but... Uh, regardless, Josh, what do you think about One Piece chapter 1093? Um, I'm going to go ahead and give One Piece my RGC. Whoa. Yeah, man. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Um, this is definitely a matter of bias because uh, this is the first comic I read. And I had a lot of energy at the time, and I was so hyped to see Kizaru and Luffy fight. I thought it was really, I really liked the exchange between Zoro and uh, Luchi because I wasn't too impressed that they were about to fight each other. And who knows if there's more to see from it? Maybe they'll make it, maybe Oda will make a fight out of it. But um, if they were to leave it how it is now as a fight on, like, you know, on the side, I think it, it just means a lot, like how. You know, Zoro is being acknowledged as the number two, and like how you know, it just talks. It's just about responsibility. You know what I mean? Zoro may come like I like I already kind of mentioned in the like you know while you was covering it, Chris. Zoro may realize that he needs to go help out Luffy. Like you know, he's better off doing that instead of you know just scrapping with this guy. But he is really strong, so I don't know. 
I, I like I like the I like the possibilities here. I, you know, I have no idea where the story's going. Uh, you know, chapter by chapter, Luffy stomped out all them clones. I all right, so I'm sure you guys may have opinions about this as well, but like, I feel like this is the first time we're seeing Luffy kind of like fight you know, calmly with Gear 5, where it's not this big epic feat, like when he was fighting against Kaido. Mm -hmm. But we're, like, kind of able to see it more in a general sense, more in, like, a just a commonplace, like, you know, how much, how you know, is it, is it a, you know, just a power-up, like an incredible power-up, or is this super unbeatable gimmick? And we can see, like, it's, it's, as strong as he is combat-wise, you know, he still has to be creative. He still has to figure out ways, like, to beat the people he's fighting against. And he's not omnipotent, you know, where, like, you know, he, he has to worry about his crewmates and shit, too. So I just thought that this chapter did, like, did a lot of, uh, uh, like, like, groundwork or even, like, heavy lifting, so to speak. But a lot of other series just lack this, lack things like this, like, See, like getting this, like, like this little fight with you know between Luffy and Kizaru to kind of, you know, set the tone, I guess, so to speak. So, yeah, uh, job well done. Uh, I can't wait till next week. I, I can't tell. Is it off next week? Is it? I can't it tell either. When it's coming back. That's the thing is that if if it doesn't immediately say like in seven days, I assume that One Piece is probably going to be off next week. Yeah, because I'm seeing with the other ones, it says like it's gonna be in, back basically. Yeah, so yeah, everything else is like six days. So yeah, those are pretty much my thoughts, though. Any rebuttals? Um, no, I mean, I think you're, I agree with a lot of what you, you said. I, it is cool to see Luffy not be just this unbeatable guy all of a sudden, and it, it does fall in line with the idea of Gear 5. Is that is it's only as strong as Luffy is creative. So you know, if he doesn't know how he can maneuver a win against Kizaru, it it'll like keep him on more even ground in terms of power scaling. So mm -hmm. I think it's yeah, yeah. I think that's a really cool thing that One Piece does. And who else to show us than a fucking admiral Kizaru? You yeah. know the. The yellow monkey himself. Yeah. Um, Brian, what were your thoughts? Pirate. Um, this was a fun chapter. I <clears throat> I really liked the the battle between Luchi and Zoro because Zoro never got his payback for what Luchi did to him in uh any lobby. So this is a, a nice little a nice little comeback. Yeah, tossed him I thought it was a also chimney. interesting that after one scrap with Luffy, uh, Luchi immediately changed his mind <laughs> on Luffy being a, an emperor. He's immediately like, "Yeah, you're the second place to the to the to, <laughs> to Yonko. I I could take you. Yeah, you're more Nothing. my speed." <laughs> he went right. from Nah, Monkey D. Luffy ain't shit, bro. He ain't no fucking. Emperor. And then he's fought him. He's like. Whoo. Yeah, that he's about it. He is a fucking about it. <laughs> oh, so he punched my face in, yep. and it went, it, it went eight fucking feet 
Like, you know, did I hear a flump when he hit me? Did he? It sounded like an anchor hit me when he hit me. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably because an anchor literally hit me. Yeah, Rob got his fucking world rocked. Yeah, Rob is like, all right, I'll take Zoro. Zoro's not beating me. <laughs> oh, man. Lucci don't want no, no. parts. I really love... Well done, Oda. Well as a done. side note, I do love like the handling of Lucci at this point. It was so funny because he's such a scrub now. That's that's a fraud. <laughs> that's a fraud. This guy was the main art villain of the arc. He was one of the people in the pre time skip material that put that pushed Luffy legitimately to the end of the uh, end of his line, and now he's like, Luffy literally looked at him and says, "Don't beat up on other people because you lost to me so easily just now. Don't get <laughs> sour grapes because I raffle stomped you in front of your boy here. I raffle stomped you." <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, Brian, go on with go on with your thoughts. Um, I want Frankie to do more of this arc. I hope that he gets like a moment, like more moments, because this is like one of his dreams, right? Is meeting Vegapunk. Yeah. So this should be his fucking like not be his arc, but it should be like he should have more focus. Because it just makes sense for him to to have some more focus in this arc. I agree. And I think like Oda is making it a point that he's more active than he's been in other arcs in this one. Uh, You know, he is going down to save Bonnie. He is with Vegapunk himself. So I think that in and of itself is like probably like a good elevation for Frankie being the guy with Sanji to protect Vegapunk and Bonnie. Yeah, I've also thought about how there's still potential for something to happen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like with with, with Frankie, or it may just take a moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, Lord knows I like it. I love Frankie. Frankie's like one of my oh. favorite straw hats. So yeah, low key, low key. He's like he. I remember a point in time I said he was my favorite character. I think. Yeah, like, he's like, like he's. Favorite, uh, yeah, he doesn't. He's very. He's a very quiet guy. But when he shows out, he shows out. He's won like a lot of his battles pretty easy. He smoked Mr. Pink, right? Senor Pink, he had a little trouble with, but like it was only because he wasn't dodging. Like he was having a man's battle. Yeah. But he did beat the shit out of him. And then he beat he acknowledged him as a man, he, even though he was a robot. Then that he, means a lot to him. Then he beat um one of the uh Toby Ropo pretty no diff it wasn't very hard for him yeah he beat a a yonko crewmate pretty easy yeah i wouldn't say he like struggled super hard it was like a challenge but like he beat him pretty nice he didn't sustain a lot of damage he was one of the people who didn't really like get hit during wano he must turn into optimus prime (laughs) Well, apparently, if the future goes well enough, he becomes a ship. So, wow. There's that. I think he's going to become Pluton. That'd be hilarious if he becomes Pluton. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Brian, were those all your thoughts? Do you have any others? Yeah, those are all my thoughts. 
Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to say piggybacking off of you guys, except for um, I, I like this chapter quite a bit. This is one of those chapters, though, where I you could tell, like, Oda, in his uh, ability to, like, write so many, like, juggle so many plot lines in the air and um, write a lot of chaotic things going on on all at once. It's just, like, sometimes pages feel a little stuffed with information. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, it feels all, like, very crammed, which, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but sometimes it makes for, like, not the best reading experience. Um, but I did like this chapter and everything that happened in it. All the plot stuff is not a problem. I guess, like, composition stuff is um, a thing that kind of plagues One Piece nowadays where everything feels so condensed and pa- panels are, like, super small. So you could fit as much shit happening as possible. But that's my rare, very rare criticism of One Piece. Otherwise, I had a good time reading this and seeing Luffy versus Kizaru is super entertaining. And I'm wondering if he does defeat him at this point or they just end up running away. But yeah, who's to say? I'm excited to find out what's next. Hopefully it doesn't go on break next week, but... We all know it's probably going to go on break next week. Um, Do we have any uh, final thoughts? Any rebuttals? Because those were all my thoughts. Um, Yep, those are all my thoughts. All righty then. Let's move onward. (laughs) My hero, Academia. Academia. RGC. Already? Damn. Oh, shit. God damn. I'll write it down. Well, all right. I'll write uh, I guess I'll just start the start the thing now. <laughs> Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Well, now to move on to the actual chapter. Um, this is My Hero Academia, chapter 401, The Lunatic. Um, last we left... <laughs> What? <laughs> if I forgot the name of the title. <laughs> uh, last we left off with My Hero Academia. Uh, oh, boy. I almost said, sorry. Sorry, gingerbread. Uh, I hit my cat by accident. <laughs> I elbowed her. Uh, anyway, last we left off with My Hero Academia. Um, Stain has entered the battle and using the all for one's blood that he got off a rock somehow, um, he was able to paralyze all for one long enough to uh, stop him from attacking uh, All Might. And uh, we opened this chapter with him closing in with his super cool and edge katana uh, on one of uh, all, for, uh, all Might's like weird glider thingies. And he explains that he surmised the state of affairs from uh, what the Burned One and Ingenium were saying. <laughs> I guess he was talking about uh, Todoroki. And he was following the path of destruction to collect a blood stain, uh, hoping that he could get like all for one's blood in the rubble that's been going on in in their fight. And he's been using his nose because even with a chopped off nose, his nose is capable of identifying someone's blood by scent. And um, he found that he found a rock that had all for one's blood on it. And uh, was able to lick it and get all for one frozen. So 
he's like, yeah, they're about to both close in and uh, give all for one a two piece. Uh, and uh, Stain in particular is coming down with his uh, sword to behead all for one. But all for one uh, uses his forcible quirk activation uh, bloodlet to uh, just explode blood out of himself. And um, this guy and uh, Stain is like, whatever, this doesn't fucking help. You know, blood is blood even outside the body. And it stops uh, all for one, like grabs him with one of his weird mouth things. And he explains that he has uh, used his antigen swap to overwrite his own blood type. So it's one of the secrets that was uh, that allowed him to not leave a single trace of himself behind. That is that he could always change his blood so he couldn't be identified by it. So what a wild ass quirk. Can we talk about that? Like <laughs> yeah. what a wildly specific quirk. Yeah. Um so this thing chomps on off on stain and uh just sends him fucking flying. Which uh is pretty sad. Uh he uh, then all for one just flies away right towards him. Uh, Stain is just like on his, like on his back, just not doing great. And uh, all for one tells him that he'll be taking his blood curdle now. Um, and he's like, thinking back, you made valuable contributions to the growth of this league. And by extension, uh, Tomura. So I'm afraid your role ended there. Killer. Um, and uh, Stain says like, didn't end all part of the process demon lord um and in his head he was thinking he starts thinking to himself that he never benefited from a higher education and it was uh, all might that taught him what a hero was he says to live on and triumph as all for one just turns him into pudding with a punch i guess well pretty sad i guess we could give you know uh, this, yeah, he's, he's, he's getting one of these. Uh, so yeah, uh, he's not doing good. Uh, All for One turns his attention to All Might, uh, who is being shielded by the remaining parts of his shield. And uh, I think this is like, maybe this is something that uh, Stain summoned because All Might was pretty uh, su surprised by it. But the shield's not really enough. It still blasts um, All Might away. And um, all he is, he's just like basically knocked out at this point. And you see vis he sees visages of um, Nanashimura and uh, Night Eye basically egging him on. And he's realizing that to himself. He's like, all right, these guys aren't real. You know, this is just... My this is just in my head, giving myself a pep talk. Um, he says, "You your support items, your legs have all you've been given are all rendered useless. You can no longer fight, but you are not dead yet." And uh, all my still smiling uh, is like, "Dude, you're worst." Um, meanwhile, they are pretty damn close to the UA weird uh, big thing that's flying in the sky. And we get a transmission saying that All for One is nearing Tomer Shigaraki, 
and he's within range to use his gloop warp. And um, that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about My Hero Academia chapter 401? Um, AFO is a slippery motherfucker, man. Oh, yeah. He's a slippery, crafty guy. This uh, Stain thought he had it, man. He thought he, thought he was the one. He was like, don't worry, y'all, mate. Let me show you how to do this. <laughs> I said, a slash. And then he just, he blew himself up. Like, what? You had a quirk ready to counter this nigga? What a, what a, what a dweeb. What a fucking tryhard. Like, this is OD. This is Eisen type shit, but worse. Eisen is one of the final boss characters from a series named Bleach, for those who don't know. But... And and he he knows everything. He has a plan for everything. And that's awful one, man. He's just always has the upper hand. So how, how the fuck did work? All Might beat him before? What? How does that quirk even work? Like, what is the purpose of it? Just what? to remove your blood? Yeah, man. It just pulls all the blood out of your body? That's and it. of course he's okay, I guess, because <laughs> of the time thing. No, no, the quirk, it, the quirk was is that he basically just like he expelled his own blood using bloodlet, which allows you to, I guess, burst your blood out of your body. And then he used antigen swaps so that like whatever blood got on stain wasn't his own. So when he licked it, it it uh, took off the power he had all, all over all for one. Yeah. So he. Since he licked blood that wasn't oh. all for ones, the power, the control that he had over all for ones body stopped. So he tricked him. Yes. Oh my god! Because when he was like, so it's blood is still blood, and then as soon as he licked it, that's when he like made him able to move again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Oh shit! He should have just not did it at all but he he baited him yeah he did yeah oh stan got fucking wrecked man <laughs> and he dead yeah i guess oh, so. i hope he didn't take his quirk i mean oh, he said he was first. going to take his quirk so but maybe but 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 maybe maybe all might distracted him enough yeah nah I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I think, know, dog. I think that quirk is probably his now. What do we call that, GG? No. Uh, um, all right. I have the... De- I, don't worry, Josh. I got you. Deku's we strong enough to make money, GG. Yeah, it's a pretty... Dis- he wins now. I think if he could pass that on to Shigaraki, that's what he's trying to do, right? Merge with him so he get all the quirks and shit. He's trying to merge with Shigaraki so he could have a new body. But is he going to have all those quirks he had? Yeah. He would just have oh, a new young man. body. Oh, my God. Yeah, my God. <laughs> Not again. I just want to see Shigaraki. I, I, oh, I say in like two chapters tops, we're going to get back to Deku versus Shigaraki. I'm going to try two and say right. three. I'm going to say five. 
Well, you're wrong, subjectively. Damn. My bad. You're more objectively wrong than Brian. You're right. Shit. I fucked up. Was those all your thoughts, Josh? Yes. Brian, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, this was my RGC. Uh, yeah, we because know. I don't know. All Might has been so good this entire fight, man. It's it just it speaks so much volumes to how like like he has shown in this fight the most balls out of any hero in the series so far. Like you have he, balls, huh? <laughs> Remember from Team America. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, you have balls. Yeah. Like he he showed. I his... like balls. <laughs> he is showing so much like, courage, uh, and like the balls. way that he's fighting is like really indicative indicative of like his influence over everybody. You know, like this amount of heroism and. Uh, will to move forward is what inspired so many people uh to be like him and even when he is fucking he has nothing to fight with like no armor no tools no nothing he still wants to fucking scrap he still wants the hands um so yeah this is looking like he's gonna die next chapter which is really really gonna be sad um but he's dying on his own fucking terms. Like he put everything into this fight and they did it in a way that I didn't think they would. Right. Like the fact that he managed to get to push all might for the, not all might all for one for this long without a quirk is really impressive. And you know, the whole art for this entire fight was incredible the storyline was incredible. Like, man, this was just... This fight saved my hero from kind of spiraling a little bit. Because it kind of was, kind of. Um, so this this fight definitely cushioned the fall a little bit and gave it more mm. like to stand on. So that's why it's my RGC. Because this feels like it's setting up the conclusion of this fight. Hmm. Also, us being able to see All Might's eyes in this fight is also really interesting. Because it's like it's like a human it's like David versus Goliath and like a human versus a god, you know? Instead yeah. of like him being a, a god himself. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I thought this was a really good chapter too. It's unfortunate that Stain Stain's entire existence got uh, mashed into nothing. That was, it was so quickly. Um, but yeah, all for one is just so fucking strong. He just has quirks that nobody even knows that he has, just because he's been absorbing them forever. So there's always there's almost no accounting for what he can do and fighting him essentially because. He he justifiably has like any power you could possibly think of. But I have a dick enlargement quirk. <laughs> I got that in the late eighties. 
He probably has that, not for nothing. He, he's just been collecting quirks left and right, so it's possible. Um, I'm never insecure about my dick size, Deku. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no need to show off. <laughs> I have no need to to maintain my sexuality because I know that I can make my penis as large or small as I want. I'm <laughs> compensating for anything, Deku. For anything. <laughs> This is just it's just a funny idea. He totally has that. I believe it. <laughs> he for sure has it. Yeah. Well, that sure. was like his number one priority quirk. I'm okay with a Toyota Camry because I can increase the size of my dick. <laughs> and I do not need a giant Jeep. <laughs> I do not need a motorcycle. I, I drive a Tesla to protect Yo, Earth. To reaffirm my I masculinity. That's a crazy theory. What? Okay. So Shigaraki is the grandson of all of All Might's disciple of, of All uh, Might's Nana, teacher. Yeah, of Nana what Shimura. If, what if Nana Shimura's baby father was all for one? That would be pretty crazy. That would mean all for one was his grandfather. Grand uh, grandfather. Shigaraki's too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think, I think that would she... be the case. He really does not does not like her though. That's for sure. Like out of all the people that All for One hated, like I feel like he gets really ups like he's done a lot to fucking shit on Nana Shimura's legacy. That's true, but he would still smash. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she did to he make him He still might want so to mad. still smash. <laughs> yeah, you think he's an incel? He's like, she wouldn't let me hit, so. All, she prefers all these chads, so I must destroy hero society. You know, as corny as this nigga all for one is, I don't see that. <laughs> I, think, I think he was a smooth guy. I think he knew how to manipulate people, which meant he knew how to talk to women, too. And of course, yeah, there's his penis enlargement do? quirk. What did she do to piss him off so much? Because I don't think he did any of the shit he did. She probably said, I don't care about how, how how much you can enlarge yourself. You're a shitty person. I think he did it specifically to fuck with All Might because he knew All Might cared a lot about her. Oh, know, so. I guess that makes sense. I mean, he explained that as much when they fought, when he revealed that Tomura was, uh, when Shigaraki was his, uh, her grandson. He was like, yeah, I made you do all this just so that this guy would hate you, that your master's grandson would hate your fucking guts because I am petty as hell. Petty as hell. And not only do I hurt you physically with my superpowers, I hurt you emotionally and mentally. <laughs> and then also financially. And also financially. You are broke. I trick you into investing in the GameStop. <laughs> Not so to the moon now, are you, All Might? <laughs> Where are those diamond hands, All Might? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you I don't... just sold. Yeah, you just sold. <laughs> you held too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering that one. Josh, I don't know if you remember that Gurren Lagan video I sent you. <laughs> 
Yeah. It was um, like old retards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, for the stat with, with the game stat. Yeah, um, yeah, I gotta find that, that again. Yeah. That shit was so funny. That was epic. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about um, my hero. Uh, it was a great chapter overall. Had a good time reading it. Rip stain, I guess he's gone. Jesus man, he did R. a thing with to the. Dane fans. Oh my god, they're probably like going crazy right now. I thought it was bad last week. It was this was rough. It's like all of the edge of the series is gone now. Thank God I was not like invested in Stain. Mm. I thought he was so cool at first, but I started to realize I just knew. I, I just knew. And then we were already at the end. So anything that would have happened now just it would have had to be incredible. And this was really dope, but it wasn't incredible. He should have chopped his fucking head off and th- and they should have thought that he won. And then all four should have did some really cheesy shit so we could have been mad at him. But been like, nah, Stain did his thing. He didn't, bro. He got fucking crystal countered. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, he showed up and then instantly got washed. Yeah, man. And, and you RGC'd that, bro. I gotta I mean, check I you on that, Brian. Why not? What you don't like Stain? I mean, that's the that's the king right there. That's the fucking you, king of villains. You enjoy seeing Stain become a Stain? I mean, what is he gonna do? What is he gonna do against that? You can't do anything against that. He should have been lickety licking and then slashy slashing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, to be fair, Josh, he did do that, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> like, what is he <laughs> yeah, supposed to do? Like, with what? What? Should have um, did it better. Should have did what, it better. What all for one did? What is he supposed to do against that? He should have had another arc before this, so this would have been okay. Or sadder. He got instantly fucking countered, like hard countered. He swapped his Pokemon. Like Stain was a fucking dark type, and then he swapped. <laughs> he swapped out his fucking psychic type. Yeah. <laughs> he beat somebody bad. just by turning into an O negative all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm an AB positive now. What? That means Stain didn't even have time to process what the fuck happened. Because then he got chomped. Yeah. One, he was on top of the world. And then all of a sudden, he wasn't. Oh, no, guys. I, I guess. Does this mean? I mean, I, I hate to do this to Stain. But could it possibly be that Stain received the ass whooping of the week? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> He did. He got bro. <laughs> bro looked for a rock for hours. Yeah. As like a strategic move, he was like, "He's not gonna see this shit coming." I'm gonna look for every rock to see if I can find this fucking guy's blood. Meanwhile, <laughs> and he's like, "Haha, I didn't see that coming, did you? All for one." He's like, "I didn't, but I could easily do this." Yeah, I'm sorry, said, everybody. How, how about I bid prep for this? This nigga, this nigga got to fight Batman, yo. Yeah, I'm sorry, they guys. Both, uh, they both need like a month to know that each other exists. And then I want to see what happens. I don't mean to disrespect your God Stain fans, but I know he just dead. He just died. And uh, we, we didn't disrespect him. All for one definitely did. Uh, <laughs> so, he got yeah. a, a metric. Oh, Koshi. <laughs> 
I hate to do this on like, a death. I hate, I hate to do this on uh, someone dying, but this was a lethal ass whooping of the week. Yeah, it was a it was an incredibly high level ass whooping in in Shonen. Probably the most like like that was a very very like brutal ass beating. Like it was not fair. Denny is a puddle right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's more of the arrogance that he came in with. He was like, "Gotcha," and then he got then he got gotcha. So, uh, as for of the week goes to Stain, unfortunately. And is finished. He is gone. He's finished. <laughs> He's bon appetit. Done. We're talking all this shit. Watch him come back next week with something. No. <laughs> no. No. I might have to put a reverse ass whooping on the week here. Like, uh, just backwards. If he comes back you and just actually contributes. <laughs> <laughs> if he comes back, he contributes to a W. Yeah, that would be insane. I'm going to call something, and it may be out there. But I'm going to say... That all for that stains quirk rebels so hard against all for one at some point that it freezes him in place and allows someone to get one on all for one. Well, I guess that counts. That counts as an assist at least. I that's that's my call on how this development's gonna happen. Like if you looked at the stat sheet at the end of this fight, like at the end of this war or whatever, he he at least has an assist there and a rebound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I think is going to happen. I feel like Stain's willpower is going to be so great. It's going to be infused with his quirk. And he's going to find a way to s- disable all for one for a second and allow someone to get a good shot in on him. Yeah, but you think he's just going to let another quirk do that to him? I hate I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of out there. I'm not putting like a 100% confidence but I feel I have a feeling that that's you know gonna... what's crazy. You know what's crazy is that this fight could have been so much worse if it weren't for. Um, oh wait, or did that happen to Shigaraki? I can't remember when New World Order ordered like the quirks to go against all for one. Or oh yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That was against Shigaraki, right? Yeah. So Shigaraki had to expel a bunch of quirks. Man, in order to survive crazy. so yeah all for one came into this battle with a little bit less quirks than he had all right but i guess we should move on then <laughs> yeah ready to go yeah then let's go jujutsu kaisen oh boy here we go yep this is jujutsu kaisen chapter 236 heading south um Last we left off, it seemed as though uh, Gojo actually defeated all for uh, not all for one. Wow, uh, defeated Sukuna. You know, using uh, all those techniques, all using Azur to uh, or oh, Hollow Purple to finally get one over and destroy Maharaga and all that stuff. We open this chapter with uh, Ghetto, the real Ghetto. Saying, yo, 
and uh, a younger looking Gojo being like, ah, no way. How could things get any worse? Um, so, yep, this is pretty crazy. Uh, they, you know, Gojo and Ghetto get to talking about stuff. Um, and he asks, how is this king of curses? And uh, Gojo says, man, he's crazy strong. I'm not sure I could have beaten him even if he didn't have Mah uh, Megumi's Ten Shadows. So, yeah, uh, you could already surmise by this point. Gojo's dead. Uh, and he's talking to the spirits of his friends. And he's basically talking about how he can sympathize with the sheer magnitude, uh, sheer solitude of uh, Sukuna more than anyone else. The, the, the loneliness of being, by and large, the strongest person in the world um, at the time. So, you know. And uh, Gojo didn't uh, feel so lonely towards the end because he learned, you know, he loves everybody and he didn't feel lonely. But somewhere along the way, there was a line drawn, not as a human, but as a living creature, you know, saying that you can make a flower, flower bloom and you can admire it, but you can't tell the flower, I want you to understand me. And, you know, he was trying to convey that to Sukuna that he understood what Sukuna must be feeling at the time because they are both the strongest sorcerers of their time. But, you know, he's, he says he had fun in this final battle and he saw that Sukuna wasn't able to give it his all. And for that, he is sorry. Um, Ghetto says that, oh, hey, are you satisfied? And he's like, well, if you were there too with the rest of our friends, then I might have been satisfied. Um, and then we also see that, um, oh, wait, Gojo then says that, I'm glad that I didn't die of old age or some kind of illness, but because of someone stronger. And we also see that Nanami is there and uh, Haibara, uh, they're both there as well. And, you know, talking about, you know, how it's weird that Gojo thinks that, you know. <laughs> Um, he says that, like, you know, you live for jujutsu, so you don't wield it to protect something. You use it solely for the sake of satisfying yourself, you know. But, you know, this was an end, uh, this was an end worthy of you. I won't condone it, but I can sympathize. And, uh, he actually asked Nanami how his death was. And, um, he says, uh, uh, a curse can oh uh, he mentions that Hybra says that I I butted into it he's like well a curse can save people too just like jujutsu and he says that in the past Miss May said uh, when I asked about her recommendations for leaving the country she said if you want to start a new head north if you want to return to your old self head south and he chose south so you know he bet on the future in his final moment. And it wasn't a bad one after at all. He's referring to that moment when he died, where instead he he saved himself from cursing Yuji by, you know, encouraging himself, encouraging him before he died, you know, so that there wouldn't be any negative feelings when he died, and he wouldn't become a curse. Um. And um, Gojo's like, I see, and he yells over to the president Yamaguchi, who's over there. Oh, Yasamichi, sorry. Right? That was his name? Yasumichi? Yasumichi, I think. Oh! And he's like, wasn't there supposed to be uh, no such thing as a sorcerer dying without regrets? And, you know, they're all laughing together in the afterlife. We see that um, the Star Plasma girl is also there with uh, Kuro, her attendant. Oh, she's confirmed dead. I guess, yeah, I guess she died sometime along the way as well. Um, 
and he prays that this isn't all in his imagination. And I guess it's not Gojo because the very next page is a very sad two page spread of Gojo dead on the floor. Um, and we see the explanation as to how Sukuna was able to pull this off. And in so many words, uh, basically, the way the Maharaga's adaption process works is that it starts analyzing an attack the second it receives a first attack. And it's complete after a certain amount of time. But then, um, you know, the more you attack Maharaga, the uh, completion time of its ad adaptation speeds up. So not only does it ensure the adapt adaptation of the first Jujutsu, but the analysis doesn't stop and the adaptation continues. So what Sukuna was basically stalling for, it turns out, was like a model that he can take from Maharaga and like a method of adaptation that he could pull off personally. Because the first time Maharaga did it, he transmuted its, it, uh, it transmuted its own cursed energy in order to neutralize the inviability, which is something that Sukuna wasn't capable of doing. So he had to wait until um, Maharaga adapted um, a different style of adaptation that would match uh, his inviability. And the second one is the one that Sukuna found. Uh, and this was like kind of where it got kind of, get, got kind of muddied, but Sukuna unleashed a slash that uh that wasn't targeting gojo and it was more extending all the way into space existence and the world itself world themselves so i guess like he was just aiming a slash i think the trick to getting to sukan uh, to gojo is to not necessarily aim at gojo but to the space the infinity itself i guess if that makes any kind of sense. And this is where I'm like kind of fucking confused a little bit or, you know, not really understanding it because he says, without regard for your inviability, as long as it insi exists inside that space, that world, those existences would split apart. It was an incredibly difficult technique, but I, ha I did have quite a wonderful novel uh, model as we get a splash page of Sukuna's lower half still standing as uh oh not Sukuna's Gojo's half the lower half still standing as his uh top half is in the bottom is on the floor and um yeah he basically is like you were magnificent Satoru Gojo I shall never forget you as long as I live and I think I see a little smile on Gojo and I'm trying to see if there was a smile there in this two-page spread which I'm not sure but uh, is he smiling? I don't know. Maybe it's just like the way it was drawn that was weird. But he doesn't look like he's smiling in the two-page spread. But um, yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But it's not over yet because without taking any time to mourn the death of Satoru Gojo, soaring towards the battlefield, um, as we see, Go uh, Sukuna said, "Like I feel great. Don't you dare spoil it." Uh, we see the God of Light Lightning, Hajime Kashimo, pulling up to the battlefield. And um, that is where the chapter ends. Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 236? Um, I had to like this, this one again before I started talking. 
Um, so I'm hurt. Yeah. I felt, I felt, I felt cut in the middle, like, like Gojo was. I, how many times did I say it, but I didn't believe it. I didn't really believe it every time I said it. I knew that it made so much sense for it to happen this way. Even beyond tropes, thematically, it made sense that Gojo would lose this match in order for the next generation to step to, to step forward some way. And that's always been Gojo's thing anyway. You've mentioned that a few times too, Chris, you know, but mm-hmm. man, it, he died off screen, basically. I mean, we got an explanation of how it happened. And I think you said it really well, Chris, as, as well as, you know, any of us probably could put it. Um, he aimed, you're right, he just aimed for space. And... He used Maharaga to be able to attack him. Without someone like Maharaga, he wouldn't have been able to beat Gojo, right? But he knew he could do this when he seen Maharaga in um in in that other arc. What was that arc called? The something district, the Tokyo district arc? Shibuya? Was that Shibuya? Oh yeah, and the, that's yeah, the only and time the, that you know. Maharaga—that was like the first time Maharaga came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, and I, I think yeah. So Sukuna probably got the idea there, and then that it was hot, like that. That was a way to beat Gojo. I'm I'm so mad that this happened. <laughs> I'm so mad he drew him chopped in half like that. Yeah. This nigga had yo yo Gigi is a wicked dude. <clears throat> the thing is, like, I think Gojo. All right. So first off, oh wait, go ahead. You can finish your thoughts. Go ahead, please. I don't really know what else to say. Like, I feel like I don't know. Like, part of me is like, I guess it makes sense, but another part of me is like, I feel like they took away too much from Gojo in this fight with the way that they were talking in the afterlife where he's like, Oh, I don't know if I can handle it. Can I, um, let me ask you something. Let me ask both the outside real quick before you finish, Brian. Mm. At what point did y'all know? Know what? They was in this chapter. At what point did you know? Uh, the very second that I saw him talking to, um, ghetto. And also I was spoiled. (laughs) Also I was giga spoiled. Also, I was giga spoiled before I knew Gojo had died. No. By the way, yeah, that's something I had to mention. Before I read this chapter, I got a pretty substantial spoiler right up top in the morning on like a fucking Wednesday morning. Um, that was that was Gojo, but I think I would have been able to put it together because if he's talking to Ghetto, then I would have been like, oh, he's dead for sure then. Because I feel like something similar happened with Nobara when she died, where she was in this other... Nobara wasn't there, though. No, not there specifically, but she was in this other plane of existence. 
And I feel like that's where I that's where I got it. Where I'm like, ah, this this is probably like some weird purgatory afterlife type thing that Nobara was in, but f- for Gojo. I think Nobara would have been there if she were dead, though. No, I feel like uh, everybody's just made up for their own, you know, personal afterlifes. Where I, although he does care a lot for Nobara, I think like Gojo would have been. These are Gojo's people, you know, like Ghetto, Nanami, Hybera, the girl from uh, the the Star Platinum girl. Those were all his like. Those are the closest people in his life. And when Shoko dies, she'd be there. But yeah, I don't know. I would have surmised, I think, but I got I got spoiled pretty early. So yeah, where were you going with this, Josh? No, I just was curious. I so, it didn't. It really didn't hit for me until they showed the rest of the, the people there on the couch. Yeah, not me. And then me. and then they showed and then he said something to uh to to your man's ah. Uh, I can't believe I forget his name already. Nanami. Yeah. Masamichi, yeah. Oh, Masamichi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I knew. I knew. Right then and there. Like, yeah, this is bad. It's a wrap. Well, that means he died with no regrets, right? Well. So he's not going to curse. He didn't, yeah, he didn't curse nobody, so that's good. I had trouble. Um, with all those all your thoughts, Josh? Yeah. Brian, what did you think? Um, I thought they took away too much from Gojo. Um, like when when they were like, Oh yeah, I don't need, I don't know if I could even handle him if he didn't have the ten shadows and stuff like that. Like mm. I know they're they're playing into the whole thing that Sukuna wasn't going all out, but I feel like Gojo did so much in this fight that I feel like he didn't even have to say something like that. Um, though I guess like dying is like a humbling experience for him because you know he was the greatest for as long as he was alive. So um, I don't know. I just feel like that part left a, t- a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and Gojo um, <coughs> obviously being killed off screen was also a little meh to me as well. But I do like the explanation that Sukuna gave um, for why why he didn't go as hard as he could have. Um, I think it's very much like Sukuna to do something like this, like using fights not just to um, not just to win but to further increase his strength like he literally used this fight as a as a way to improve his own curse technique and that's probably why he be he's the strongest sorcerer because he doesn't fight for no reason like there's always something to gain from defeating an opponent and if there isn't something to gain then he just kind of fucking slobber knocks them right like he just destroys them Mm mm-hmm um, so I thought that was a really interesting, uh, thing, but, um, I doubt it's, I doubt Gojo is going to come back, but he did mention before that, like, the only way to really kill him is to cut off his head. Uh, I actually have, I, here's the thing there is, 
a lot of people have been saying that he's not dead yet. And I could see why they think that. But because of like what he said to Toji when Toji killed him. Um, a lot of it, I think, had to do with the fact that Toji also didn't use any cursed energy when he killed him. So, I don't know. I think he's gone. I think Gojo is, like, gone. Because of the fact that Sukuna actually used cursed energy to kill him. But, that's my, that's my th- thought on it. And I think also Josh touched on it. Is that thematically it makes sense for Gojo to die here? Um, you I know. think there's a chance that Sakuna takes over Gojo's body. Maybe it's entirely possible. Um, I wanted to see if I could find the right uh, the passage where he talks about uh, his death and all that stuff and why Toji didn't end up doing it for him. Uh, Do, 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 do. But yeah, I, I'm on the camp more that Gojo is pretty much gone because thematically it makes sense that his whole time of being alive has been gearing up younger people to be as strong as him. And not that he's done that necessarily, but he wanted to have like people his whole like existence was based on the idea of improving the young people so that they could rise up against the old and more conservative jujutsu like guard at the time. You know who he reminds me of? Yeah. Um, what's his name? The fucking, um, the guy from high Q, the, the setter that, um, what's his name? Kageyama was rivals with uh oikawa yeah he was like oikawa um because i know he isn't average but during the fight during the fight um sakuna called him painfully ordinary um and that's probably there's probably some truth to that because gojo pretty much had the strongest combination of uh of you know tools given to him to be the strongest like he had the strongest curse technique combined with the the six eyes so he didn't really have to be like as innovative as sakuna you know like he didn't have to, he didn't have to push himself as hard as sakuna would have had to to become this good at curse technique so i think gojo relied too much on his innate skill and his strength and his like curse technique that he and also it could be for lack of competition in his era as well but i feel like he just didn't you know he didn't evolve enough uh and he didn't learn enough from his fights like sakuna would have so it's insane that Sukuna can do all of this and it's not even like his curse techniques. Like he just adapts on the fly and learns from it by himself. So I don't know. This this was 
honestly like a really amazing fight in the series but i don't know i feel like maybe this could have ended a little bit better like it's weird it's like i i feel like this was a really good chapter but i also feel unfulfilled but maybe that's the point so i'm not sure like maybe they're saving like the the victory over oh like this moment for when somebody else fights Sukuna and beats him. Which I don't know who the fuck is going to beat this guy now. With all that he's done. Because now he can They've literally been building cut through up time a Kotsu. They've been building up a Kotsu, man. I think, no, I think he has another gear. A Kotsu is against into. Genjaku. Oh, you think They've so? They've been building up Yuji against him. For the most part. True. The fact that he has to fight against his friend Megumi, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to save Megumi. But what if Megumi becomes kind of like a Sakuna-esque like, sorcerer where he can kind of grow, like, like he becomes a scholar of it, you know, and starts adapting his own curse technique the same way Sakuna does. Because, I mean... Megumi has been like the more um the more technical sorcerer out of the three between um go between Yuji and Nabara. Like he has shown to be like a more of a more of a what's the word? There's a word that I'm thinking of. I can't I can't think of the word, but he's he's shown to be more um interested in how to make and create curse techniques you know mm-hmm. so i'm just curious to see how what he's going to be like when he gets released from sakuna if he does at all yeah i guess he'd have to stop being possessed by sakuna at, at some point in order to do that though um yeah <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, this was a very interesting chapter. And first of all, this is my really good chapter of the week, to be honest. Um, certified RGC. Certified I mean, even mad at you. Certified RGC. I was too emotional to make that call, man. Hmm? I was too emotional to make that call. What call? This one? The RGC, this? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. Uh, but... Yeah, I thought it was like really interesting. I, you know, I was like screaming to the heavens, hoping that Gojo would win, just to see if we could get a series that will break this kind of trope. But I, either way, I don't think I would have been dissatisfied because I think it makes sense for either of them to win at any point. And Sukuna is like, Sukuna earned his win, unlike a lot of like battles that go this way. You know what I mean? Do you think Pain earned his win against? Against uh, no, he cheated technically. Yeah, because he jumped that nigga. <laughs> jumped him, man. This was mano a mano. Is two guys who were of equal skill level, just going at nah. it. Josh is gone. Uh, <laughs> but I think um, what's interesting about it is that like from the very beginning. Hey, welcome back. My bad. Gojo had Maharaga though. He did. No, Sukuna had Maharaga. 
Yeah. But look, here, here's what I'll say is that I think Go uh, Sukuna knew from the beginning and he was only after one thing is to get rid of that inviability because that really is the difference between Gojo and a lot of sorcerers and a lot of people he faces is that like nobody even has a chance. So that's why I'm not like so that's why I wasn't really so harsh on Maharaga is that like well you're going up against someone you can't even touch. So you know yeah it's it's like I understand Maharaga be, and he and at the end of the day he did use Maharaga like a tool. Because he wasn't really counting on Maharaga to beat Gojo. He was using Maharaga to find a way for him to beat Gojo. Like a viable way to for Suka himself to get rid of the inviability. Or to cut through the inviability. And Maharaga was just that kind of tool. It was like a weakness detector. And all Sukuna really had to do was survive for like half hour until like Maharaga can like reveal an answer that he can accomplish. And he did. And man, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes from here on out because Sukuna is just such a crazy menacing villain. that Like, I don't know how I, Brian's right. I don't know how anybody beats this guy and I'm excited to see how Kashimo goes at it because he's eager. He was weighty. This has not changed his mind at all. <laughs> like watching Sukuna beat Gojo, he's like, I still want, I still want all the smoke. I still want it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even, like, he just was like, okay, I'm next. Like, <laughs> tap no in. Hesitation. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I'm glad that Jujutsu Kaisen is not on break for that. But imagine he just like cuts this guy in half on the way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> As he's coming towards him, he just like see yeah. you haven't seen a movie called Kung Fu Hustle? I have seen a movie called Kung Fu Kung Fu Hustle. Alright. There's a scene where like these people have like these uh the, the the instruments and they're set in like slicing waves with the instrument and it like in the shadow it show people like like getting like being objects and like and like uh like there was a cat that got cut in half too, but you, it wasn't you didn't see it. It mm-hmm. happened in the shadow. Mm-hmm. I just imagine like that's what we see like like it happens like like in a small panel, just Kashimo's like figure and splits in half. Yeah, and one starts talking like, "Damn, all right, so what are we gonna do now?" <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I gotta watch Kung Fu Hustle again. That was funny, but. Yeah, um, I do think it is kind of like, I, I mentioned this before, but I think it's like thematically makes sense for Gojo to die here and let the uh, the young ones figure out what to do about this, even though it, it seems kind of reckless, but okay. <laughs> um, well, I don't think he did it on purpose. He didn't. He definitely he didn't do it on purpose, to be fair. But, he knew it was possible. But I think this is what he was like trying to aim for so that, you know, at the end of the day, he can't live forever. And if he were to be killed somebody, he would like to leave a, a jujutsu young world strong enough to be able to take on Gojo. Now, is he dead? A lot of people don't think so. A lot of people think he can still come back from this. I'm not necessarily one of those people, but uh, 
and th- I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if Gojo only, found a way. The only reason it seems like he's not coming back is because it looks like he doesn't want to. Yeah, he's talking to his ghost friends, and he and yeah, they're not yeah. doing the thing where like you're not done yet. You know what I mean? Like your your battle's not over yet. You have to go back. They're not doing that. They're like, motherfucker, you're here. <laughs> you're dead. No, I mean Gojo you're- said he's hoping that he's praying this isn't all his imagination. So it's like, like he seems like he's okay with just passing on now. Yeah, he's at peace, which, which is the only reason why he might not come back. But I'm sure if you wanted to come back, he could. I'm sure he would want to come back to not leave his friends to die at the hands of Sukuna, but I don't know. Maybe he has I some mean, contingencies. I mean, he lost. I don't think he has anything else to live for. Yeah. But it wasn't an embarrassing loss, you know? Unlike Stain. I'm sure Stain wishes he could come back. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, that's all I got to say about Jujutsu Guys. I really like this chapter. would do it again. Yeah. Uh, Yo, the last panel from, from, from the previous issue says Gojo won. Then you go into this next chapter, and he's in the afterlife. Oh, yes. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. That was kind of cheap, but it's all right. I yeah, get it. I, uh, I actually didn't hate that. I thought it was like. I didn't hate it either. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, like, I, there's this sense of like dissatisfaction, I guess, because we didn't get like the definitive. We didn't see how it happened. But I think this is also very Jujutsu Gaisen, where, you know, there's. It, it was, it was incredible. The, the delivery was so crazy. It made like it hit an emotional string in me, you know, so. In a sense, it's effective in that way, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, we did it for um, this guy, so we got to do it for Gojo. Uh, Gojo is, at the moment, dead, so. Um, it's not fun, but if he comes back, he gets the one-up sound, so. We'll have to see. At least it wasn't ass whooping of the week because he he put up a good fight. Um, he put Sukuna like pretty much on the ropes the whole time. So, Apparently who's not. Shoko? Shoko is um the nurse lady, the doctor girl that uh, uses reverse curse technique to heal people. He says it does, and then there's the matter of his father. He says, "Oh well, I already asked Shoko to handle that." What was that about? Because uh, Gojo is technically Megumi's caretaker at the time. So he probably is just like, hey, if I die, take care of Megumi. If you guys are able to save him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that pretty much confirmed it. Yeah, but that's all I got to say about Jujutsu Kaisen. Fantastic chapter overall. Uh, A really... It's a good ending to this to this battle, to be honest. As, as confusing of feelings as I feel about it, I uh, I did I did like it a lot. But um, are we ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's go. And film your picnic in the car with me, so I can't chat. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man, chapter one hundred and forty-three. Rawr. 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 
last we left off with Chainsaw Man, uh, the weapon devils were all poised to attack uh, this amusement park mall thing um, to make Chainsaw Man activate himself and fight. Um, and we start off with uh, the sword devil, the spear devil, and I believe the whip devil all at this, um, just basically at this food court. And uh, the spear devil is like, listen up, children. Our orders are to make humans scream as loudly as possible. So, you know, they'll chart, they'll target women and children. Higher voices, better screams. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, the whip devil is like, did you just call me a child? She says, I'll be 82 this year. Show some respect. Um, so, you know, they're just like kind of talking about like arguing. And she's like, I'm eternally young and tough as nails. I'll never die. I'm a superior human specimen. I believe I was chosen by God. And uh, the spirit devil was like, well, whatever. That'll make our imminent murder speed uh, spree a message from God. I like the way you think. So, you know, they uh, wait for five on the dot as, uh, you know, that's when the thing is going to, that's when they're going to go off. Um, the sword devil seems to be kind of, not dealing with this well. And he's like, this is a message from God. Yeah. A message from God. I'm a weapon. I'm only loaning out my body for a little. That's what, that's all. And they're about to activate themselves and turning to their devils, but then they all get cut up. Uh, pretty easy by none other than Quan Chi, uh, who is back, baby. Uh, the only one who's able to activate themselves is the sword devil. And she's like, what? he's like, why are you? But then he easily also gets dispatched by Quan Chi. And um, yeah, the three weapon devils are gone. <laughs> and this kid who fell, you know, who tripped before their feet just like looks up at her. And uh, she look, she only looks down at him and goes, Rawr. and then he runs away. So... <laughs> She gets into her uh, walkie-talkie and she goes, "Got him!" And uh, pretty much, yeah, the the target suspension is confirmed, and you know everything is the day is saved essentially before it even happens. And we get a news report where uh, they explain that the multiple gunmen opened fire inside of a department store, and that they were uh, followers of the Chainsaw Man Church. So you know. The death toll is unconfirmed at this time, but the uh, everybody is taking swift, uh, uh, swift action in response, and uh, we cut over to the Chainsaw Man Church headquarters, which I didn't realize has a giant Chainsaw Man <laughs> head on it, um, and they're a little bit panicking, just like, oh shit, they'll search the building if they find the weapons in the basement, we could be charged with treason, and. Um, the that one kid from the devil, uh, the one with the like fake chainsaw man thing in his chest is like, No one ever told me we had weapons, what's going on? And um, he says, Gather all the uh combat trained followers outside the prayer room, and he's like, What's going on? And this guy is just like, I don't know a thing, I never heard a word about it, and neither did you, right? Founder, so I guess they plan on um, denying that they had anything to do with this, and um. Yeah, that's where this weird chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Chainsaw Man chapter 143? This was a really odd chapter. Um, 
I'm going to be honest, like, I'm really glad they didn't decide to kill children and a bunch of people and that they staged an event where they got killed themselves. That I didn't see that coming at all, but I thought that was a pretty cool twist. Um, no, they didn't stage that. They got defeated by the public safety because I think Quan Oh, Xi, is that what happened? Yeah, because Quan Chi is, I guess, working for public safety now. Oh, shit. I don't know how I didn't put two and two together. That is Quan Chi. Oh, my God. Mega derp. <laughs> oh, that's, that makes this way cooler. She smoked them all real quick. Yep. But they're weapons, so they're not dead dead. No, I don't think so. <sighs> right as she said it, showdown. They all started getting sliced. Your head was on the. I'm sorry, guys. This is the help. This chapter was hilarious, but um, I don't know what to think. I don't know what's up with this um, with with the church. Um, like I'm not, I'm not really sure what this is leading to. I don't, I, I really want to hear your thoughts about that. The last part of the chapter. Brian, when nice you see again. I was wondering where she was. <clears throat> she came out of nowhere. Why is Quan Chi part of the public safety now? I have no clue. Well, they probably got her at the end of because she was technically working for Makima, who was in public safety at the time. So, so they just acquired her. Yeah, and she used to be part of public safety before. So Benji technically turned into Chainsaw Man. Does that mean he's in trouble? Benji didn't turn into Chainsaw Man. Yeah, he did. When? You didn't see it where he was like, why you? That's not Chainsaw That's Man. That's not Chainsaw Man. That's the Sword Devil. What? No. That's the Sword Devil. Hold on. Are you looking at the wrong chapter or something? No. That kid Hold is on. not Denji. Shit's so fucking slow. Go ahead and jump out. I thought that was <laughs> maybe I just didn't look closely enough, but he thought he pulled up and was like, "Oh, it's you again!" And then got sliced. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is a sword. I thought I didn't even look closely enough. I thought those were chainsaws. Whoops! Whoops! Um, <clears throat> uh, this whole time I was like. Man, wow, Denji came and she showed up too late, I guess. Um, but yeah, that that was uh that was an interesting little chapter. It was nice to see Quan Chi. It felt really short. That's because it was. Uh, it's like 15 pages, I think, this chapter. Really? I feel like this chapter off. smacked me in the face. I feel the same way. <laughs> Yo, Quan Chi got a lace. Got a lace eye patch. She had a thong for her face. <laughs> face thong. Face thong. Thong patch. But yeah, I don't have. I don't got much to say about this chapter. It's fun to see Guan Chi again, but yeah, yeah, this was like such a sudden. I I, I really like this chapter a lot. I loved the entrance of Quan Chi because. Quan Chi is just so cool, and 
I did. I genuinely, it was the last thing I expected. So, um, I thought it was great. And the fact that she dispatched three of the weapon devils so easily is very cool with a K E W L. Um, who did she lose to again? She lost to uh, Makima. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. Um, but pretty easy too. Yeah, she said. Please, she said, "Please leave my girlfriend's alone." She said, "No." <laughs> Basically, the Halloween. Halloween. The cosmos but yeah, that was uh yeah, that was a very entertaining chapter overall. The the chapter ends kind of abruptly, so I don't really know what to make of the last page, but I guess I'm with it. <laughs> I guess I'm excited to find out what sure. happens next to Chainsaw Man. Um but really, yeah, I agree. Those are really all my thoughts on Chainsaw Man. I don't really I don't really know what to make of this chapter outside of Quan Chi's fucking Q. So she is pretty fucking cute. She's cute. <laughs> but um yeah, that's all I got, man. Um y'all ready to move on to the next one? Is there? Yes. All righty. Let's uh, go. Oh, oh shit. Undead unluck. And with this, I'm going to toss this over to Josh. Let's get everybody undead unluck. Chapter number 176. It's loading. That's the whole reason. This chapter was fucking insane for for the for 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 reasons I never was expecting. All right. That's some foreshadowing. But before that, uh last week, um Rip was introduced to you know the the idea of Uma's and negators in this wild world as all of the patients in his uh, hospital is sick and he rushed around to help heal them, but, you know, realized that all he could do was prolong their, their, you know, their status, you know, for now until, you know, he can't do anything if they get sick again. So Fuku pulls up and lets him know, listen, um, you gotta, you gotta use this artifact and unlock your negation powers. And he says, bet, I will do it. I'll do anything for my patients. That's that's who Rip is on this loop. He's he's a doctor and stuff. A doctor. The best. He's the best one too. Slinging candy and saving lives. Uh, so yeah, this week we cut to um, Rip when he was a child. He's talking. Uh, oh, this is he. Uh, this is when he, I guess, met uh, Layla. And Latla. And uh Latla's already in the back fucking hating, looking at him a certain way. But um, you know, Rip ain't paying attention to that. Yeah, she's hating mad hard. So <laughs> he calls the other girl. That shit was so funny. Um, you know, I guess they kid, so it is what it is. Uh so you know, he's just reminiscing in the past. And we cut to the to now. And Rip is just like, look, you know, if I if I gotta get this unrepairability, then uh, so fucking be it, right? <laughs> like, how do we do this? And she's like, well, um, look, 
first of all, like, you know, the Uma special, you know, it's stronger than the others, but we need like your, you know, particular unrepairability uh, to kill it. You know, it's like where you're at right now isn't enough. Uh, and BT dubs, I'm going to have to amputate your legs. Just as a side note. <laughs> yeah. And then Layla says the thing I was already thinking, like, you can't just put them tits on him. And, and Fuku's like, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You must as... cut off your legs. And, and Rip is like, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm going to do it. Uh, just let me step out for a bit. And guys, when I tell you, I thought he was about to be out. But, <laughs> you know, he tells the girls to come with him to like hop in this. Oh, he has the motorcycle. Oh, no, Layla has the motorcycle with the uh, with the attachment for the extra person. Pretty cool. Uh, so they go for a little night ride out and they head over to the beach to go relax. And Layla's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, is she about to die? Is that why we doing this? He's like, nah. Like, I feel like this might be the last time we might get to chill all together. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interpret this my way. And then when I finish this chapter, I'm gonna I wanna know how you felt about this, Chris. <laughs> so um it's just cute. They're playing around and like there's a moment where you know Rip is looking at Layla and you know he's realizing that. I'm just, all right, I'm just going to put it frankly. He's acknowledging that he absolutely has feelings for Layla. You know what I'm saying? And at first, I, I, I thought that maybe he was implying that he only, like he always shielded his feelings for her because he knew that the other sister liked him and he knew how sick she was, so he wanted to keep her happy. But no, this is about polygamy. When he grabs both of these girls up and it brings them back to the beach, he's like, okay, I'm just going to make them both my wives. Fuck it. And I'm going to cut my legs off and I'm going to save uh, the world. And then they drive back. And, and they're ready. And that was the end of the chapter, essentially. Chris, what were your thoughts? Uh... Yeah, I thought it was a cute moment. I don't know about polygamy. Is that what is that what you think, Sid? Yes, both are his wives. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's more like, wives. you know, these are the people that have been with me for like ever, you know, and uh you know, I've been trying my no, best. No, he had a moment of love for Layla too. It was either he was going to love both of them or he was going to switch up and only love Layla. What do you think, bro? It's I, between those two. I think he loves Layla and you know that, you know, Lotla's like a sister to him is the vibe. He about to double up. <laughs> I feel like that'll be a little weird with two biological siblings. That's crazy, right? That's why I don't think that's what they can't being have said no here. Threesomes. That's weird. That's what I don't. That's why I don't think that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I feel like it'd be weird if he's uh, in a polygamous relationship with two biological siblings. Yeah, I agree. That is pretty weird. I I think and it's I, literally like you know I love Layla and you know Latla is like a sister to me and uh, you know we've always been together we've always been pals we've always been hanging out 
We're the besties. This is the squad. I don't know if he's doubling up, Josh. I think that's kind of crazy. <laughs> It'd be pretty wild if he was. But I don't think that's what we're supposed to get from here, from this. You think it was just a wholesome family moment? Yeah. Yeah. Of, hey, you're my wife's sister, and you'll always be with us, too. Yeah. I feel like that's in line with Undead Unlux's <laughs> usual wholesomeness. I don't think... You know Layla has feelings for him. Yeah, both of them have feelings for him, I guess. But I think he is focused on one of them and only one. I think he's focused on both now. No. <laughs> no. He's going to lose be... both his legs, so he, now he's going to need two women to support him to replace <laughs> those legs. Well, not if he uses those blade legs for the rest of his life. It's a good one. But overall, right, I, not... I thought I thought this chapter was uh, was cute. I liked it. It was a uh, it was a nice little moment for Rip to have his final moments with his legs <laughs> before. He... <laughs> really, I, I I took this more as a farewell to my legs, <laughs> than just to let them know, and to let both of them know is like I want you guys to remember, uh, you know, the commitment I'm putting into this. I'm I'm gonna cut off my own legs on a motorcycle. It seems, <laughs> as he sees, you see, like at the last page, he's like drawing the line where he would have to be amputated, which is wild. Oh which is why I it's so crazy. What Fugo's been asking a lot of people a lot from a lot of people. But this is made take the cake. Yeah, this is this is the toughest one. Yeah, she's, so she she came in with a pretty obscene fucking uh, ask. He's like, hi, stranger. You don't know me, but I know you from a different time. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to need you to cut your own legs off and believe me on our first <laughs> meeting. You're going to have to trust me, bro. Trust me. This is going to work out if you cut your own legs off and wear these metal boots. Wear these instead. <laughs> You're going to put these on. Yep. You gonna rock these for me, eh? Throw these high top, these steel high tops. Trust me, bro. Is you're gonna have to trust me, bro. I don't know, but yeah, I guess I'm excited for the next chapter to see how he amputates his own legs. It's a risky operation, bro. To get yeah. metal legs, he's got to do it on the move. I know he's a good doctor and all, but goddamn, there's a limit. But yeah, that's all I really gotta say about Undead Unluck. Uh, Josh, what were your thoughts? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like, I kind I wonder how this is about to be spectacular. I guess they're not gonna just cut his legs off screen and do that. They're gonna, they're gonna show us. And I'm I'm not thrilled about that, the prospect of it. I'm just, you know, seeing Gojo cut in half was enough. R.I.P. If you watched the series and you wasn't caught up to other series yet, I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> but it's okay. That affected me. That affected me this week. So I just wasn't. I don't have the stomach for more. Maybe next next Sunday it'll be different. 
Yeah, he drawed a line right above his knee. Um, I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah, look at him smile, too. Like, yeah, I'm going to cut off my own legs. Yeah, not, the only normal one is the sick sister. That, Layla? Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? Yo. I don't think she heard what he has to do. What, does she have sick ears? <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny way to call someone deaf, I guess. <laughs> What's wrong with your ears? Are they sick? Yeah, that is fucked up. <laughs> Are her ears sick? Yeah, I guess that's the name of the episode, Sick Ears. <laughs> so I even got to write it down? I don't think so. I got a bunch of other ones written yeah. down, too. That's so funny. You'll hear them, though. Yeah, I, I will. But Sick Ears is pretty good. Uh... But yeah, I mean, I guess all, all those are your thoughts on hunting. People write it down anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that to people instead of like saying, "Are you deaf?" Don't do that. It's fucked up, bro. I would be like, "What? Yo, are your ears sick? You got sick ears or something?" Yes. <laughs> no, like hard of hearing. <laughs> like if you're deaf, you're deaf. Sick ears is like your hearing's not great. Yeah. Yes, you are your ears sick. Disease of the ears. Yeah, I don't know why that kills me so much, but it's not feeling under the weather. Like, what's wrong? Yelling at someone that their are their ears sick is so funny. All right. Well, I guess if that's it for Undead Unluck, uh, that's also it for our show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you could find me at the Curtis Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my other podcast, Bush Weekly, check that out. Uh, you can follow Josh at Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Check out when he's streaming at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Email us up with your questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about on uh, New Jump City pod at gmail.com or please comment under the video you're watching if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know what you guys think about everything that's been going on in the chapters. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the show, uh, any questions you may have. Email us, all that stuff. Comment, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff on YouTube. Uh, we could really use it right now because the algorithm, I feel, is kind of burying us. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Check that out. Or, you know, however you want to help. If you want to listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, that's also very helpful and, and uh, very appreciated. So do all that. Uh, without further ado, that's it for the show. And uh, yeah, stay safe, New Jump Citizens. See you guys next week. Bye. R.I.P. Gojo.